you have 10 things to tell. This is a show about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. This episode and this concept is brought to you by an old boyfriend who I think made up this analogy and it contributed to the end of our relationship. It has also stayed with me as a major life question and metaphor. So someone I was dating a million jillion years ago, in college more specifically, he explained his theory on women being chili cookers and pizza orderers. I'm stealing this concept from him completely. Let us please set aside just for a few moments the things that are problematic here. These labels in general, the idea of women living solely in support of a man, because there are things about this metaphor that can apply to our lives and our roles. And it has been a super helpful way for me to think about the part I'm playing in my life, personally and professionally, in my family, in my friend group. I know my audience here is primarily women, but I do think, if you'll hang with me, that the chili cooker, pizza orderer metaphor can apply to men and women. It does not have to be gender specific. It's really just about roles. A little background. This guy I was dating, we loved each other very much. So I want you to know that this story comes from a place of figuring out what you want in life and how you are uniquely suited to this world in partnership and in relationship. He wanted to be a preacher. That was his dream. That was actually his God-given gifting. I believe he had an innate talent in presenting a message. But being a preacher is a certain lifestyle, and in his mind at least, it required a certain type of partner. A spouse to a preacher does have some specific elements that are required. I can see that then and now. And lest I lose you on this being church-related, I think there are a lot of professions that benefit from having a supportive and specially temperamented spouse. Politicians might be similar, CEOs maybe. I ended up married to a Hollywood director, and while that's probably a smaller club of spouses than being a preacher's partner, yeah, I think that there are certain strengths that I bring to that role, to that partnership. Anyway, this aspiring preacher man, he was looking ahead at his life, and he was looking at the type of partner that he would want in marriage. And in the examples that he had to draw from, his own mother and other preacher's wives that he knew, he had discerned that there were two types of spouses married to people in leadership positions. 
There were chili cookers, which is to say the caregivers, the maternal types, the ones who serve in the kitchen making the chili, which takes hours, by the way, to make, and it nourishes people in a certain way. Chili is made with love and time. Those who eat homemade chili come away from that meal full and satisfied and loved on. Their impression is probably of a cozy home with good smells and warmth. I'm picturing homemade cornbread served with this meal with unconditional grace and hospitality. The other version of a partner to a leader is a pizza orderer. This person wants to be more in the middle of the action and cares less about setting a warm and comfortable tone and more about logistically getting everyone fed so that they can be part of the conversation. A pizza orderer is still in charge of serving others, but instead of feeding by creating something with love, they're feeding by outsourcing a meal that almost everyone in the room can partake in, and then we can get down to the business of being together. The differences between the chili cooker and the pizza orderer are clear. One is creating and one is participating. One is front and center at the table. One is behind the scenes. One is using her own talent. One is highlighting another's talent. One is most comfortable in the circle. One is most comfortable making sure the circle goes well. Actually, you know what? They are both invested in the gathering going well. They have different ideas about what that looks like and how the event will be remembered and how they will be remembered. But they both care about the people they're feeding. When this boyfriend made this analogy to me, he was looking forward in his life and picturing a partner who was a chili cooker. I do not blame him for this. He had been surrounded by chili cookers all his life. His mom was a chili cooker, other prominent wife roles, beautiful, smart, loving women that he knew. They were all chili cookers. He admired the value that these women were bringing to their families and communities. And I did too. I actually knew many of these women and respected and benefited from their loyalty and their love. They were warriors behind the scenes. But I also knew, and so did the boyfriend, that I was a pizza orderer. I had lots to say. I had authority to challenge. I had big feelings. I needed to express them. I also wanted the credit. Being an unsung chili cooker hero did not appeal to me then. I understood that it was noble and like immensely commendable. It just wasn't who I was. And in the instances where I tried to be a chili cooker, and I did, I tried on that role, I ended up metaphorically shouting from the kitchen. I so desperately wanted to be part of what was happening at the table. So I took my apron and I stood in the doorway for a very long time stuck in between, participating neither in the conversation nor in the nourishment. Breaking up with that boyfriend, and I was the one who made that decision, even though he was the one leaning into an obvious calling. I call that my very first 
adult decision. Because the breakup was truly terrible for both of us, but we did not fit into who the other one wanted in a partner. He wanted a chili cooker. And I wanted someone who wanted a pizza orderer. The irony in this story is that I have become, naturally and by choice, a chili cooker off and on. It is not as black and white as it seemed back then. Although when you're young, this type of black and white thinking can help you make good choices. At least it did for me. Ultimately, I found a partner who wanted and welcomed both sides of me. Although this story, this metaphor isn't really about partners. It's about roles. My most natural tendency is to be a pizza orderer. I want to get the logistics over with so we can enjoy the time and the conversation. I want my voice to be heard. I want to be in the room where it happens, so to speak. But as I've gotten older and more mature, if I do say so myself, I can see the landscape of life a little better And I can see where real connection and impact is made. So I've gotten so much joy from being a chili cooker, from literally feeding my family and friends, from cooking and serving and providing a space, opening my home and setting a tone, from memories and laughter and important conversations. I see the roles differently than I used to. I see the importance of both. And I see how we can be both. Over the weekend, our family got immersed in this episode of the Netflix documentary series, Remastered. This episode is called Devil at the Crossroads, and it's about legendary blues musician Robert Johnson. If you're unfamiliar with his story, Robert Johnson is one of the most influential American guitar players of all time. And the myth around him is that he went to the crossroads in rural Mississippi and he made a deal with the devil. He traded his soul for genius. He basically gave his soul to the devil and in return was granted musical ability beyond comprehension. He never got to enjoy the worldwide fame that came after, though, because he died tragically. He was poisoned at the age of 27 before a talent scout from Columbia Records named John Hammond discovered him and tried to book Johnson to play Carnegie Hall. But he'd already died. Anyway, this strange tangent of a story, although the Robert Johnson documentary and his life story is very interesting, I've always been fascinated with it. You should look up that Netflix episode. I will put a link to it in the show notes. But talking about this story, it sparked some good conversations with my kids. I knew the Crossroads myth about Robert Johnson. That is still something that is often referenced in movies and songs and pop culture. But I didn't know how his music ultimately got into the world and how the recordings of his guitar work and lyrics, they really were a heavy influence on Bob Dylan, Keith Richards, Eric Clapton, even Kurt Cobain. So that part of the documentary came up with my kids about how there's the artist and then there's the person who highlights the artist, supports the artist. And without the John Hammonds, 
the people who are searching and elevating and spreading the work of talented artists, we wouldn't know the art. So as a complete generality, artists are not always so good at promotion, but there are people who are good at promotion. Everyone knows that we need the artists, but we also need people who support and spread the message of the art and the art itself. The world does not move forward without both of these roles. We need chili cookers. We need pizza orderers. I am both. You are probably both. And most days this might not need intense analysis, but sometimes it helps to examine your role. Is it the role you want? Is it the role you're gifted in? Are you able to use your talents? And are there people around you who appreciate those talents? Especially if we're in a place where we're stuck personally or professionally or in our relationships, do we like the role we've chosen to play or has it been assigned to us? Is it possible to switch roles? Is it time to acknowledge that the roles we're playing or that someone else wants us to play are not for our highest good? This is the topic to think about in your journal or with a trusted friend Even on social media, if you want to take this one there, are you a chili cooker or a pizza orderer? Maybe while you were listening to this, an immediate role sprang to your mind, something that you need to examine. If it doesn't, this is the kind of question that I would journal through, just making notes of your thoughts until something comes to the surface. For the record, I am currently mostly in a pizza ordering stage. Our family life has been kind of chaotic for the last couple of years with many weeks of just surviving, not thriving, and I have become, in literally feeding my family, a regular pizza orderer. Some nights it was just the best I could do, and some nights I chose pizza so that I could be present in other ways. But we're looking forward to a slower summer, and I want to cook more. I want to read books aloud. I want to just move at a different pace for a few months. But in our marriage, I have been in a deep, deep chili cooker stage. My husband, Jeff, was working a lot for a while, and his schedule and attention, it was out of our control most of the time, which meant that I was the sole person tending to all the the behind-the-scenes work that goes with cooking chili, metaphorically, keeping the home warm without much accolades. But as that phase also shifts, I have been enjoying some real pizza in my marriage lately. We're back to having long conversations, sometimes deep, sometimes just lengthy Game of Thrones analysis. It is very nice. With my friends, I have some upcoming fun trips on the books I'm super looking forward to, but I also have some friends that are going through some tough seasons. So in those relationships, and this is so often true with friends, I think, it's a mix of being the pizza orderer and stirring that chili with extra love. I do think in all of these things that we're talking about, family, marriage, friends, a balance is probably necessary. If your personality type really strongly pigeonholes you into being one or the other, let's think about that. 
Did you choose it? Or is it just what everyone expects? What would happen if you changed it up, if you came out of the kitchen or if you went into the kitchen? The boy from the breakup has, as much as I've been told, really lived out his calling in a way that touches others. And I went on to become all the versions of myself that is comfortable cooking and also in the circle. As far as I'm concerned, that is a happy ending. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.